Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Lionsgate Podcast with Saudi and Omni. I'm Omni. And I'm Saudi. And today we're going to be talking all about deities, how to connect with them, difference between a shrine and an altar, even about sex with deities and different kinds of tools you can use. We'll go over some deities we personally connected with and some we've just done a lot of research on. About this time in our episode, we usually take the question of the week, but because this is episode one of season two, we're going to jump into sharing a story about an experience we said we were going to have in season one that we went ahead and did. But first, if you guys have any questions or stories you want us to share on air, feel free to hit us up on our social medias. We got an email that is Saudi and Omni at gmail.com. That's S-A-H-D-I-A-N-D-O-M-N-I at gmail.com. We also have a Lionsgate podcast Facebook with Saudi and Omni, and we have a TikTok named Saudi and Omni. So hit us up on there. When we go through our episodes, sometimes I know we've gotten some feedback that some of you are in cars and you, you can't write down everything at once. So check out our TikTok. We we do some highlights on there and we are starting to do lives as well. So make sure you hit that follow button. All right. So Saudi, we went to a sound bath, mm-hmm. which you've been to several, well, probably dozens actually, and I've never actually been to one. So you go ahead and share. Yeah, that was really fun. That was so much. Fun. Yeah. And it was really cool too because we not only got the sound bath therapy, but we got acupuncture as well. Mm-hmm. Along with that, she was working with somebody else that did acupuncture. And that was the first time I'd ever had acupuncture Same. before. And so he did it on my third eye and on pressure points in my hands and my feet. And that part was really cool. And you were the only ones that you were the only one that got on your feet because originally he was like, you can get it on both your hands and your third eye. And he's like, I was going to do the feet. And so he's like, I want it on my feet. I know. I'm like, put them everywhere. <laughs> I want all of it. I want the whole experience. Yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. So what did you think about it for your... Oh my God. It was amazing. So I only got it on my third eye and I almost wasn't going to get it because I've never had acupuncture and I wasn't quite sure what to expect. But you walked into the space and it was really intimate and it's in Portland, actually. Um, this location was in Portland. It's called Awakening. And the girl that does it, she has an Instagram and her name is Rabia. And that's spelled R-A-B-I-A-H. And then her Instagram plug is R-A-B-I-A-H-A-N-A-I-S. And I'm going to go ahead and probably make a TikTok with her plugs and stuff because she is a really cool chick. She does a a lot of these. She travels throughout um, Portland. She actually has a link tree bio in her Instagram And her next one is coming up February 5th, Northeast Portland. And she agreed to do a discount code for everybody listening today. So that's really cool. The discount code is called Lionsgate. And she is offering 11% off the next sound bath, which is huge. That's amazing. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. That's amazing. Um, So my experience, I mean, it was my first experience and I already resonate with singing bowls. Like that is my go-to if I'm meditating. It really, something about it just makes me focus. And as we've discussed before, it's really hard for me to focus when I meditate. And we went in there and there was probably like 15 people maybe in a circle and they had mats and blankets already ready and pillows. 
And the the guy went around when it started. We all laid down. They they provided clean masks and everything. And he kind of explained what he was doing, made everyone comfortable, made me comfortable enough to get one in my third eye. And we all laid back and they started with, I don't even think they started with the singing bowls because she had like a whole shrine set up, right? And you got to look at that. What was, what exactly? Was I mean, that? she had tuning forks yes. and there was definitely like some kind of feathers and um, oh. I think she had wings as well. Yeah, she had elements. And then she had like this um, drum that sounded like an ocean, like mm -hmm. waves crashing. She just had a lot of things. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. I w she had an element altar with, so she had wind, fire, air, and earth. And I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I have one little tiny singing bowl. And if you have thousands and thousands of dollars, I mean, it's a good investment, but for everyday Joes, like n not many people have that kind of money to invest in something like that. So it's really cool to just go spend a fraction on that and share that experience with other people. And that's what I kind of enjoyed. I was like, I get to share this experience with, with other people, but you don't have to like be in their energy. You know what I right. mean? Right. Well, there is like um, a point where I, I knew there was people around me, but once I started really getting into it, like five, mm -hmm. 10 minutes in, I forgot there was anybody even else there yeah I was just in my own energy and my own thoughts and it felt like a personal experience right. but I know I was there with like more people and the tuning fork she had I really loved I actually wanted to get one myself and you got one for I got one for my birthday for your birthday I was like was it your birthday or Christmas um, they're really close together yeah and you you hit it and it puts energy back into you and she vibrates it on your chest and it was, that was really cool. Yeah. And then you were saying that your man had an experience. Yeah. So at the end, we were all talking about it. And your man was saying when they hit the gong, it brought him back to his childhood. And my, my man was saying he didn't have a specific memory of his childhood, but it felt like his childhood. Right. So it was really crazy how both of our men kind of had a similar experience mm -hmm. and the fact that they both were reflecting on their childhood yeah. within that experience. And it was all tied to the gong, I believe. Or at least it was for your, your guide. I'm not exactly sure. But for me... Yeah, that was fun. And we still have to go to the um, sensory deprivation tank yes. sometime soon. And then we'll share with you guys how that went as yeah. well. For, for this one, I, I had a vision of a field with flowers. And I know that's where I meet my higher self. But I didn't get into meeting my higher self yet. Right. But I did have a dream about her. And she has red fiery hair. So I'm getting closer. I know we, we did different techniques to get there in last season. And we'll continue to do that. But that was like a really cool experience with the sound bath for me. Oh, she did the, the wings. She brushed us with wings. Mm -hmm. She didn't touch gotcha. us. But it was... It's just, it's really cool how I always resonate with singing bowls and then all these other instruments connected to me differently that I wasn't expecting. So that's another thing that I think is really cool with sound bass too. So anyways, that's our experience with that. We're going to move on to the episode. Saudi is going to explain the difference between altars and shrines, right? Um, yeah. And you'll hear me as I talk about, because I'm going to go over three different shrines slash altars throughout this episode, but I will kind of like say shrine or I'll say altar and they pretty much mean the same thing. A shrine is more where you give gratitude. You know, you, you have an altar and you have someone who's passed away or a deity or whatever. And you have late, right. So you have a shrine. So you're paying respect and honor. An altar is more, I think of it as more ritualistic, where I do my rituals and my spells and right. things like that. 
So they're interchangeable with each other. And, and of course, it can be both. Your shrine can be your altar at the same time. So you can have a shrine and perform rituals at. Right. We did a reading and I brought up my mom. And you said, you know, you can do a shrine for her, but then you can also do like rituals for her energy. You talked about ancestor money, right? And right. So the ancestor money is currency that's recognized in the spiritual realm. Right. as actual money so it's like a currency there and they can use it for energy yeah so if you like i think for one of them my mom was off doing something in some realm and you lit it and she came which is super cool. yeah that was really cool yeah <laughs> she came my grandma came too <laughs> right. well that's the thing too when you feed your ancestors they are connected to other ancestors as mm -hmm. well so when i lay ancestor money i like to say to my ancestors known and unknown Right. That way I'm kind of giving a broad spectrum on that. Oh, that's a good and point. And so your mom could be connected to somebody in the astral realm. Yeah. Connected through your DNA, through your bloodline that you don't even know about. And then she's sharing with them. That's such a good point. Right. And as they get stronger and grow, right. they're also going to be giving you more energy and making you stronger and evolving and all that. That's super cool. So we're going to get into that one. I'm actually going to be talking about ancestor shrines, personal altars, and higher level altars. And that's where you have your gods and deities and goddesses right. um, within that. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And I wanted to go into um, Hecate because she's a very well-known um, goddess. And I do have a couple books and I have read up on her and I haven't necessarily been called to her yet, but I feel like I'm just not there yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she is, I, I would say one of the most well-known goddesses. Um, she's the mother maiden in the crone. She's the goddess of the crossroads. I have a book called Hecate Witchcraft Death by and Nocturnal Magic. And I read a lot of this stuff in there. She originated in Caria, which is rest, uh, Western Anatolia. She's really seen with like three-headed dogs. Her and Medusa have like similar stories, which I think is interesting. You can call on her for like shadow work. She's also known for, um, she's the causer of nightmares. People believe that she was a causer of nightmares. I don't believe in that. I think she's just has a lot of dark energy. And people well, maybe because I mean, uh, they will come to you in dreams. Yeah. So she's known as like a, a dark energy goddess, right? So, so she could cause nightmares. I 100% believe that. Yeah. And then she's a goddess of fertility. Um, and the moon, which the moon part really resonates with me because I've always been drawn to it. Like tonight, tonight I literally texted you and was like, look at the moon. And you're like, I just did. <laughs> it looks so beautiful. Her other names are Juno, Bellona, and Ramzula. She is depicted with snakes, which is another tie-in to Medusa that I thought was kind of interesting. And she's known for her nocturnal magic. So like night magic. So people that are like night owls and really seem to connect with her. Um, you were going to talk about personal altars next, right? Well, I was going to talk about ancestor shrines and, oh, and yes. why they're important. Yes. And the reason why I want to start with that one is because some people can jump right to having shrines with um, gods and goddesses and deities mm -hmm. and things like that. But my personal belief is start with your own DNA and your own family line. Because if you're giving them food and offerings and burning ancestor money and lighting candles and you know, creating altars for them, they're going to have a lot of appreciation for you. Mm -hmm. And they're already going to have your back because they have your DNA. Yeah. So even if you didn't really get along with some members of your family, mm -hmm. there's still some really good things that they could do. So see, you have this uncle and he was a dick. He was an asshole. Everybody <laughs> in the couple. family <laughs> hated him. <laughs> 
but he was amazing with money you know he had when he passed away he was loaded you know millionaire even maybe so you can call on him and ask him to help you when you're starting a new business you can ask him to protect your money and you give him offerings and you bring him a plate every once in a while and still talk to him you know mm -hmm. like even though you might not have gotten along in life you can take those attributes that they had and they carry so that cool. with them and they will pass down that wisdom to you and help you with these things. You know, you had a, an aunt that was really, you know, in shape and she went jogging every day and she just mm -hmm. had this like drive within her for mm -hmm. physical beauty. And you might call on that when you're doing a beauty spell or you're really starting, you know, trying to self-love and things like that. And you can pull on the energy that she had to help you with that. And, and you have a direct connection to it because it's in your bloodline. Right. So, boom, you can have that instantly. And when I do things like offerings and ancestor money, I always like to say this is for my ancestors known and unknown. Because there are some ancestors out there that you might not even know. Yeah. And you can connect with them. So what I like to do is get an altar. I usually like to have it out of glass or wood. Plastic okay. just is so unnatural. Yeah. You can use plastic if you have to. And I like to put a picture of them up there. I have a question. Yeah. When you say plastic or glass, you mean like... A glass is okay. Or like, well, when you say that, you mean like putting it, setting it up on a table? Yeah. So you can have a shelf okay. for them. Um, you can use a table. Mm -hmm. If at all possible, I would use something organic, like wood or yeah. something like that for it. Because you can also use that as an earth element when right. you're setting up the elements on your shrine. Oh, that's a good point. But whatever you have. Okay. It's going to be fine. I may, I was making sure that you weren't like saying buy a piece of wood to set down on a table separately. no it's like to use the wood as you know offerings and pictures on um, and a lot of people you know if they've been adopted and they mm -hmm. don't know who their parents are you know um or disconnected from their family mm -hmm. so if you've been adopted there are dna tests out there now you don't necessarily need a picture do a DNA test and see what's connected to your DNA. Yeah. You know, and with a little bit of research, you might be able to do some digging and find out. You can connect with your ancestors that way. And if you don't have a picture, you could just write their name down. That's so therapeutic, too. And if you don't want to go through the process of doing that, you can just say to my ancestors unknown to me. Yeah. Make yeah. yourself known to me, like build a communication, a rapport with that. But so I, I feel like that's kind of like the first line of defense yeah. because you can have your ancestors circle you in protection while you're doing rituals and spells. Mm -hmm. You can ask them to protect your kids. So when I do my altar, I have like a picture of them, if at all. And then I use four elements. So actually there's five elements if you really think about it. Mm -hmm. You are the fifth element. Your creativity, your DNA, your, you know, creativeness adds to that. So get creative with your altar. Yeah. So for air, I like to use incense or feathers. And oh, I didn't think about incense. And if I don't have that, I'll just use my words. Because when you're speaking, that's an air element. Mm -hmm. Speak prayers or mantras or just communicating with your ancestors. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, like, I want to talk to you today or whatever mm -hmm. the case. And then um, for the water element, you can use water or you can use if you knew them, say it's your grandmother or something and she loved coffee. Put a cup of coffee up there for her. It's just bean water. <laughs> you can put tea or things yeah, like that. And then there's a the potted plant there mm -hmm. or flowers or, you know, whatever earth element you want to use. Right. And then there's fire. And for fire with me, I always use a candle. Yeah. So that's what I use for fire. Absolutely. And then I also will put fresh fruits and vegetables up there. Because you can leave that up there for a week. Mm -hmm. You know, you just put a, a 
apple or something with seeds in it, you know, yeah. a melon or like squash or something up there because they slowly absorb the energy in, oh, from okay. the fruit and then just toss it out when it's bad. So I had a question about that. When you put stuff up on an altar, for one, I was going to say, is there a certain kind of time frame that you should leave it up there? So I always leave water and fresh fruit Okay. at all times, just so they have a little something or like a candy bar or, you know, something wrapped and sealed. Mm -hmm. I don't cook for them all the time, but when I make a really good meal mm -hmm. that I think my ancestors would like, I have special little plates for that. And then I'll make them the meal and put it up there. And I usually... I like to leave it for at least 12 to 24 hours, mm -hmm. but some people might have bugs or gnats or, you know, whatever the case may be. Try to leave it up for at least two hours mm -hmm. if you can't, but after 24 hours, it's dead. Is there a disrespectful way to discard of that afterward? I or mean, I don't think so. Not with the ancestors, not with the ancestors. Okay. Cause like if you fed somebody at your house and they didn't eat all of it, you'd scrape it away. Okay. So just discard it however you normally would. I think that's something that worried me where I was like, what do I do with it afterwards? I don't want to piss anybody off. Well, depending on what it is, like it, certain kinds of fruit or nuts or things like that, I'll throw it in my yard for like the squirrels. And stuff. Oh, that's so you can do that. Okay. But don't eat it because, right? No, but you do that with gods and deities. So, okay. Yeah, we'll we get can get to that later. Okay. So, yeah, I really feel like having working with your ancestors should be your first defense in anything because they're going to they're gonna love you because they're your family. They're connected to your DNA. They're going to want to help you. You have instant access to them. Mm -hmm. As long as you're treating them right and giving them energy, they're going to do the same for you. They're going to keep coming back and they're going to bring <laughs> more with them. Yeah. And they have more patience probably. Right. I would assume because you're a family. <laughs> right. I would hope so. Unless you're my grandma. She was kind of impatient. <laughs> and then also, I just want to say one more thing on this and then we can move on. When you're putting a picture up on an ancestor shrine, you never want a picture of anybody that's living. Okay. That's a good point. So if you have a picture of you and your grandmother, don't use that picture. Mm -hmm. It's just... I can't explain why, but it's just not a very good idea. That is for the dead. Right. That is for people that have crossed it's over. Maybe a little disrespectful. I don't know if it's disrespectful in the fact that it could be just really draining for your energy oh. to have your picture up on a shrine with the deceased. Okay. That makes sense. And then pay attention to where you're putting it. Like you don't want to put it over a litter box. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or have anything like a garbage can under the, you know what I mean? Just be really respectful of where you're putting them in the placement. And you can put ancestors together so if they're from like your mom's side you can have a couple on that same shrine okay if you want to but if they're different sides of the family and they didn't get along you might want to put them on different walls kind of separate them from each other and the more you build rapport with your ancestors they'll let you know we talked about how my my mom and my dad's mom got along really they were like best friends right. in life so could i put them on one yeah show? And okay. you could also, if you wanted to make your shrine a little bit stronger, you could also use your DNA. I put my hair down. Okay. Because that like directly connects me. Yeah. And you can take this or leave this, but blood, yeah. like drops of blood. You could even put your kid's hair mm -hmm. on the shrine too, because then it's like directly connecting you and your children for protection. Right. Because that's their DNA as well. That's their bloodline. Yeah, I did a protection spell for my kids and I put it up on my mom's shrine. If you don't feed and nourish your ancestors, um, they will dissipate over a period of time, anywhere between like 50 and maybe a couple hundred years. Yeah. If nobody's paying tribute to them and nobody's honoring them and nobody's paying any respect to them or feeding them in the astral realm, so to speak, like offerings and stuff, they will dissipate and oh. disappear. Oh. So. 
Okay, that's good to know. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go over them, Lilith. Before a couple years ago, I had no clue. Um, I, <laughs> I've heard of Lilith, but I didn't realize like she was Adam's first wife, or at least that's what a lot of Jewish texts say, you know, according to some books and some readings I've done. Um, her, her origin is in Sumerian succubus, which is interesting. And she's seen as a demoness instead of uh, the first Eve in some Jewish folklore. So there are some differences there. She was created from from God's dust and Adam's equal. So the story goes is that she refused to lay with Adam during sex or refused to lay under him and let him basically dominate her. And Adam wanted to be dominant and Lilith ran from him, from Eden and from him to become an independent woman. And I love her for that. Like I do resonate with pieces of, of, both these goddesses because I think that's beautiful. You get it, girl. Like you get it. So Adam tattled <laughs> to God and and God sent three angels to track her down and she was found in the caves bearing children. She refused to come back and the angels said they'd kill a hundred of her children a day because she apparently had a time. She was busy. And she said, <laughs> I put in my notes, <laughs> she said bet. And then in revenge, it is said that she is what gave life to Sid. Sudden infant death syndrome. Lilith did return and she found Adam with Eve and out of spite, she slept with Adam while he was asleep, apparently. Right. He was I, asleep. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was asleep and she stole his seed. You can't see my quotation marks, but oh my God, I roll. And then she had Lilium, which is... I'm uh, sure that's what he told Eve. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what... Then. Exactly, right? <laughs> I was sleeping. I didn't know it was, I didn't know it. <laughs> My ex um, is crazy. I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she had Lilium, which is earthbound demons to replace those killed by the angels for her disobedience. So according to this Jewish folklore, demons were spawned out of spite. But however, they killed her children. So I'm sorry, but if someone killed my children, I'd burn the whole world down. There is the Book of Lilith uh, by Barbara Black Coulter, which is like K-O-L-T-U, Coultive, V, sorry. Um, Adam is sun, Lilith is the moon in this book. They never agreed, so <laughs> they argued all the time. And it talks about Adam using um, force. So in this book, it talks like, oh, it's not just that Adam wanted to be dominant and Lilith just didn't want to be dominated. It's that he was trying to essay her, basically. In this book, they say that. And there's a theory. So she was the first. Yeah, right? Yeah, cycle of abuse. Cycle of abuse, yeah. I had a theory that Lilith is the snake and the apple tree is her telling her truth. So when I was reading through that, that kind of, that came to me. So that she was telling Eve her truth and that was... Well, maybe that could be a deity that you actually work with then if you're already getting messages. Yeah. We're going to talk about that later on, you know, how to find um, deities and gods and goddesses to work with. I think that's a big thing with me anyways is, you know, I always feel like I have to defend anything. I always have to have proof of stuff for some reason. Well, not for some reason. Trauma. <laughs> Okay, so her favorite color is black or red. She is tied into mirrors and plants. Big plant person here. Mirrors have always interested me, but because of fear, I have not gone down that road, which is that's a big thing for our podcast is getting rid of that fear through knowledge. So that is something I about work on this this season. It's also associated with um, owls, Hamza, and stars. And the Hamza is the hand thing, the hand symbol. Dogs, snakes, and dragons. 
which is kind of funny because that candle that I burned the other day and I was like look it's a dragon face that just connected mirror scrying which is an air element and she also does moon magic uh dragon's blood which if you are tuning into our tiktoks I use dragon bloods and everything because I'm extra frankincense and lilies are her favorite flowers so that's what I have on her because I think she's such a bad she's goals hashtag goals like independent woman I don't care I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell my truth and I think that's so powerful speaking of power I can move on to the second altar yeah. that I think is really important I already talked about the ancestor altar uh, the second one is a personal altar for yourself and a lot of people don't really even know about that or mm -hmm. think about that I personally worship myself and honor myself and bow down to myself. So my my personal shrine has everything that I love on it. Just like I would give to a goddess or a deity or a loved one, I put things on there that I love. Like I have a cat skull and I have my candles and you know I have the things that represent me. Um, and I, I it's a table mm -hmm. and there's no chair there because when I go to that altar. I'm on my knees. I'm bowing to myself and worshiping myself, <laughs> you know, and that's very powerful to be able to have something like that because it's a constant reminder of how powerful I am, you that's know, and so when beautiful. you have a shrine like that, you're coming every time you kneel down at that, you're kneeling to yourself and you're giving yourself energy buy yourself flowers, put offerings there, put the elements on there, the four elements. Saudi, that's beautiful. Thank you. I love that. I've talked before about how I was like, you know, I'm not always confident. I fake it till I make it. I'm always like, I'm a Libra. I'll fake it till I make it. Right. And that's part of it. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, even if you don't feel the best, even if you don't feel great that day. That's the best time to go. Go to your, you know, feel your own power. Let it resonate through your body. Remember who you are. Yeah. On the highest level. Just you know what I mean? Lion King. Remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I do. And then you can do your rituals there and you're you're not calling on anything else but your own power. Yeah. Your own raw, authentic energy when you're at that altar. That's beautiful. You can come up with your own rituals. You know, like I was saying, the fifth element is you. It's yeah. your joy, your love, your creativity, your energy, your emotions. Right. You know, and that has nothing to do with your ancestors or God or deity or anybody else. That's you. Yeah. So if you're like artistic, you could put like a painting that you did. Yeah, that you can you really do anything love. there. If you're a writer, let you your mind just go poetry. crazy. I mean, your mind is the first altar. I'm trying to think I'm like different strokes for different folks. What would they put on their altar? Anything. Yeah. Anything that, that you're called to that brings in more power and more positive energy mm -hmm. for you and strength. And it doesn't matter if you are a man, a woman or, or don't identify as either. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. That's yeah. specifically for your authenticity, your authentic self. That's so powerful. You could even do like a sigil. Yeah. Like do it. Uh, you could just let your imagination go crazy. Oh with my that. God. It, mine is. Right. It's going. It's like my wheels are turning. I'm just like, oh yeah, I could do this. I already know where I'm going to put mine. Like <laughs> I have an extra shelf next to my bed. My Make bed. a personal altar for yourself. Oh, I'm going to now. Everybody listening, do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> it's do powerful. It. Yeah, it is. Especially, not even if you're going through a hard time, but especially if you're going through a hard time. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> 
Okay, so talking about personal altar, I know you had mentioned like putting a picture up of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can put a picture of yourself up there when you feel really cute because this is an altar where you can be as conceited as you want to be with it. Like feel yourself in right. it. Um, and you can also have a mirror there. Yeah. And so when you're reciting, you know, just looking at yourself and and you know, giving yourself praise and mm -hmm. instead of looking in the mirror and thinking, Oh, I hate that about myself or whatever. When you're at your, when you're in your power and you're there, mm -hmm. you're like, I'm a fucking goddess. Mm -hmm. Like, look how beautiful I am or yeah. how sexy I am. If you're a man or whatever, handsome, you know, just having a mirror there to do your mantras as well. Yeah. Cause you could write, you know, I was like, write out your mantras and too. look at yourself in your eyes yeah. and read your mantras or, you know, tell oh, yourself positive things. We talked about that last season about standing in front of the mirror and looking at like mm -hmm. things maybe you don't like and then talking about how you got those like stretch marks are a big mm -hmm. thing for women that have but yeah kids. be like look at this big booty yeah. like you know but bring that like positive energy with it exactly you know and you can use a mirror you can just like i said get creative with oh i love it and just put i mean if you're gonna post it. selfies on facebook anyways might mm -hmm. as well like put i mean most some people might not understand it you know your <laughs> friends come over and be like wow like <laughs> you really what's do going on over energy? here <laughs> what's Damn. going on over here why do you have a picture of yourself right because i look weird Fine. Right. Because I'm a bad bitch. That's why. Yeah. I'm doing hot girl stuff. Shut right. up. Mm -hmm. Mind your business. Yeah. I mean, I don't really let people in my room anyway, so. Right. But I don't care. Well, mine's right out in the living room. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Welcome mine's to right house. under all the this pictures of mine. my kids and my grandkids, and it's right on the wall, and there's oh. a table there, and that's where mine is. I love so. that. Yeah, but <laughs> some people might want to, you know, put it away in a sacred, you know, yeah. ceremonial spot for them or wherever they want to put whatever it. Whatever you're comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. For me, I'm just, I've learned to laugh at myself from a young age. <laughs> so it's like, if I'm embarrassed about it, I'm like, whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Right. I'm embarrassed. Or maybe just teach people because if yeah, they're like, what's going on better. here and they, you know. First of all, nobody's going to come into my house. It's really going to question me anyway. That's true. You know. Don't have And if they do, it's a, it's a conversation piece. Yeah, Exactly. Know? And that can help them evolve. And, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Then maybe they needed to hear that. So that's perfect. 